Hey, welcome to the Ken Pierpont Story Podcast. This is uh, the fourth uh, in a series of stories about our North Manitou Island manly man adventure a few summers ago. Story number four is called Porcupine for Dinner. You can't build a campfire on the North Manitou Island backcountry. Fires are only allowed in the small village camping area near the dock on the east side of the island. So our first night on the island, we were determined to get to the west side and to compensate for the campfire restriction with a beautiful sunset and some pour-over coffee prepared by Kyle on his jet boil stove. I looked forward to the trip and I I prepared stories uh, for the waning moments of the day like this. Things hadn't gone as I expected, but I was determined to have a simple telling, a simple storytelling before the sunset, and we crawled into our tents. When dinner was done and daylight was faded, we leaned back and I told them a story of northern Michigan. It went something like this. In 1855, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow penned an epic poem, The Song of Hiawatha, about Native American life in the northern Great Lakes. He called the area of land of the he called the area the land of Hiawatha, his name for the hero of the poem, an Ojibwe uh, uh, Indian chief. Arthur Glenn f- first went to the land of Hiawatha, specifically Michigan's Upper Peninsula, just before World War One. Arthur Glenn was a single man and at the time a backslidden believer. He worked in, in the raw, dangerous logging camps. The camps and communities were filled with rampant drunkenness, immorality, and irreverence. Years later, he would return with his wife Florence as a pastor, and they would live and work among the people there. And they met other families working to foster churches in a very difficult place of service. In 1940, an incident took place that would change his life and impact the whole region for Christ. He stopped by the home of Fred and Stella Kinkle, missionaries in Newberry. He usually stopped at a mealtime. They were normally warm, hospitable people, and on this day, they were slow to invite him in. It was because they had so little. Their meal would consist of a few old potatoes and a porcupine that Fred had clubbed to death. Later, Arthur would say that he felt that incident was arranged providentially by God to stir him to go to Lower Michigan and make the needs of the missionaries known and raise money to help them. With the help of Dr. Henry Savage of First Baptist Church of Pontiac, he would form an organization to support missionary church efforts in the land of Hiawatha, and they would name the organization the Hiawatha Land Independent Baptist Mission. Arthur was killed while serving the mission 10 years later in an automobile accident, but the mission would go tenaciously on planting gospel-preaching churches all across our beloved land of Hiawatha. Today, the mission has broadened its reach across North American continent. It's known as the Continental Baptist Mission and will never be able to calculate the impact of their vision this side of eternity. When I finished my story, we sat quietly. We sipped our coffee and watched the colorful afterglow of the setting sun in the clouds. I told the guys that I hoped they would each dedicate themselves to making the story of Christ known. Perhaps here in the region, we've grown to love so much. We all prayed. We told him our burdens, ambitions, fears, goals, and dreams. We expressed our love to him, and then we crawled into our tents to sleep. Tomorrow would be a day none of us would ever forget, but I'll tell that story next. 